0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is... I gotta keep that going, okay? Yeah, I love it. I gotta keep it going at this point. (laughs) This is Levi Golden, joined, obviously, with AJ Holloway, and we are in another episode. This is the fifth episode, if we're counting the Intro to McCrawl Podcast, Um, and today is a very special one, and AJ, I know you said last week was your favorite, but uh this might be this might be my favorite one.
1: All um, right. We're talking about
0: Pentecost today. So AJ, how are you
1: doing? Good, man. Good. You know, this one's tough. This one's a this one's a fave too, Miro. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, they're all good. They're all good. They're yeah, just the so perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's the on. Bible. I mean, what what are we what are we arguing about here? But yeah. Pentecost though, this is like my lifestyle. So I'm excited right. to see this um, how this unfolds, uh, I know what the New Testament says, but let's 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 see. I'm excited about the learn and how this parallels with uh, Jesus and the Holy Ghost and everything.
1: Yeah, so a little bit of um, before we get into this, man, like this one's pretty special to me because this was, I think, one of my second really in depth studies that launched me into um, biblical academia and wow. pursuing a degree in this was because. After our son passed away, man, I went through a season where I doubted everything I'd ever been told. Yeah. So I went one by one systematically through our uh, theologies and doctrines. And, you know, when you're doubting everything, you know, Pentecost is going to come up in your doubt. And I did this study and bro nailed me down to it. I, you're never going to move me off of, of um, what Acts 2 has to say. So this one is special and uh hope that it will benefit someone else and really, you know, make, make somebody else's faith concrete.
0: Exactly. And um, really quick, before we get too far into it, and maybe you're just listening for the first time, do yourself a favor. Go back, start from episode one and uh, continue on episode two, episode three, episode four until you get to this one. Um, because you'll learn a lot and you'll see exactly where we are at in this Bible, in the Bible.
1: Yes. So recap. Um, you know, we've been establishing that, you know, it's Passover and Passover is like a nesting doll, and inside of that nesting doll are a total of three feast or mikras. So it's Passover, unleavened bread, and then first fruits. So now that little nesting doll is we're gonna set it on the shelf and that one's we're done you know until yeah. until the jewish calendar comes around next year and they recite it and rehearse it all over again but we are now moving into the middle of the year there is no nesting doll on this one this one stands all by itself pentecost has nothing nested inside of it it is just in the middle of their year and we're going to jump right now into leviticus chapter 23 and let's look at 15 through 21
0: Okay, as I'm pulling this up, the time of year we're probably what you said summertime, right? So we're yes. now in the summertime, and um,
1: so this will be there the month of Sivan in Hebrew, which is May or June for us. So we've we've come through Passover, now we're in it. So let's look at it. Leviticus twenty three fifteen, and you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. That's what we talked about last time. The the um first fruits. Seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Count fifty days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. So, hey, we're gonna do it again. Fifty days after first fruits, we're gonna do this this wave offering again. Verse 17, you shall bring from your dwellings two wave loaves. We mean, we're not waving a bundle and omer anymore. We're not waving sheaves. We're gonna wave piece of bread up in there, y'all. This is, going to be going to, this is going to be like Lambert's. We're going to be throwing bread, all right? Or they're not actually throwing it. They're waving it. So I don't want to get out of Bible here. Uh, two wave loaves of two-tenths of an ephah. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. Huh oh, well, that's, that's there it interesting. Is. There yeah. it is. They are the first fruits to the Lord, and you shall offer with the bread seven lambs of the first year without blemish, one young bull and two rams. They shall be as a burnt offering to the Lord with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering made by fire for a sweet aroma to the Lord. The Lord's going to like this. This one smells good. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats as a sin offering two male lambs of the first year as a sacrifice of a peace offering. The priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priest and you shall proclaim on the same day that it is a there it is holy convocation to you this is a mikra yeah Th- this is uh this is a movie this is going to be an episode right here so a lot there uh, let's let's look at the historical background just we're going to stay with the kind of trend that we've been doing in each episode here and we're going to look at what this meant to them yeah so while the Feast of Passover marked the beginning of the barley harvest, the Feast of Pentecost was celebrated during the wheat harvest. So it came on the sixth day of the Hebrew month of Sivan, as we said, around May or June, and it was celebrated for one day. There's no one week of celebration here. This was one day. So God said they were to celebrate the feast 50 days after the last episode so I know it's been a week for you who's been listening and if you come back later and you're binging this it may have been a minute ago but for them it was 50 days after first fruits which that's the 17th of uh, Nissan. so 50 days later falls on the 6th of Sivan it means nothing to us but all these things the reason why I give these dates I know it doesn't matter But it does because the New Testament is going to show us those dates again, which confirms this movie. That's the only reason I'm throwing these dates out. So since the word Pentecost, that's, that's the Greek word, by the way, it means 50. This feast gets its name from the 50 day interval between those two dates. The 17th of Nisan 50 days later is the sixth of Sivan. That's why it's important. It's 50 days later. So the Feast of Pentecost is also, if you're going to read the Bible, you may come across Feast of Weeks. It's the same thing. It's the multiple week cycles. There's another name, Feast of Harvest. If you want to look that up, you don't have to pull it up. But somebody at home may want to read Exodus 23, 16 and Numbers 28, 26. That's referring to what we affectionately call Pentecost. So... The last time we were we were talking about first fruits and we discussed how the reason why they would wave that um that omer is it's because, you know, we're waving this, we're giving it unto God, it's an expectation of a harvest because we don't want to get too wrapped up in the work and think that, okay, now that the manna has ceased, now that we're cultivating crops, we're planting, we're sowing, we're irrigating. We want to make sure that we never forget, and we always honor God by waving it to him that he's the God of the harvest. Even though we worked in the field, man, we can't make it rain. God is the one of the harvest. That motive is still behind this harvest time as well. Yeah. So now, obviously, they've had a good harvest, right? Because they've got grain. They've had a, the, the first fruits. They've had 50 days of harvest, and they're—, they're taking the, the gleanings and they're grinding it down to flour. And now it's bread. It's like, okay, we've had a good harvest. God has blessed us. But before we consume the bread, let's wave the bread as well, because God is the reason why we have this, this bread. Yeah. It's the motive is all the same is that we honor God with this. The success of the crop is evident. And this feast creates an opportunity for the people to offer thanks in the form of animal sacrifices and their bread. They offer this to God as thanks for the rain. They're thankful for the strength to work in their fields. They're thankful for the seed, the weather, all of it. They're excited about the period of growth up to this point. This thankfulness to the harvest would be symbolized by the elevation offering of the two loaves of bread and of the lambs they would wave it before the lord and they say you're the reason why we have the bread i guess we have a similar uh mikrah every time we sit down to eat we pray over our meal yeah a little side note my wife she's so intentional with how uh we raise our kids she doesn't she doesn't like to say let's pray for our dinner because she's like what does that mean like are we praying for our food so yeah. we tell our kids, we say, we're going to give thanks. Yeah. And so when we sit down, we give thanks over our food. And my kids, they, they fight over who's going to pray.
0: <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good yeah. problem to have. Ezra
1: yeah. loses all the time because he doesn't want to pray, though. <laughs> you know, lest you think we're awesome. <laughs> but similarly, that's, that's kind of what they're doing here. But in a, a very, very um, extreme way. Yeah. So since this feast was only one day, the farmers could take aside time in the midst of work and give God thanks for the harvest thus far. This was a day of no work because it's a holy day and the abstinence of work would show the farmer's faith. Because now, mind you, they've already taken Sabbath. This is a whole separate day. Right. So they're taking two days off this week. Wow and a farmer could be like, man, I got to be in that field. I got to be working. We 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 can't stop. We got to make sure, you know, we're we're working out here. Yeah. They took an extra day to go and give God thanks. This was their way of showing God their faith that God you're going to provide. We're we're going to take time aside and we're going to thank you for the harvest and I believe you're going to provide despite this extra day of rest it was it was faith to do this right now here's where it gets you know i don't want to say complicated but this is a lot a big reason for this podcast is we want to help people with their bible time so where this gets complicated is what do you do when you no longer have a temple what do you do when you no longer have land right yeah. all of this is predicated on having fields, having a harvest, having a temple to go and wave the the Omer and the, the bread. It's, all of that is revolving around some circumstances all being in perfect alignment. So what do you do when you go into exile in Babylon? You don't have a temple. You, can't, you have nowhere to wave the bread. Right. You have, I mean, a large majority of the laws that they had, they couldn't do without a temple. So when you go into bondage in the land of Babel, what do you do now? How do you maintain these mikrahs? These shall be a holy convocation to you for all your generations. What do we do now? I mean, you can imagine how lost they were. This is where a tradition um, picks up right here. I I want to establish that, that when the Israelite people went into uh, slavery, into Babel, they couldn't do this anymore. So to maintain these movies, check out what they did, bro. This is where it gets wild, all right? Okay. (laughs) It gets good. (laughs) When they were scattered among the nations uh, due to exile, the Feast of Pentecost lost its primary significance as a harvest festival and was celebrated as a memorial to the time when God gave them the Torah at Mount Sinai. Mm. Jewish scholars have traditionally taught that God gave the Torah to Moses on the day of Pentecost. Check check this out, bro. Put up uh, Exodus 19, verse 1. Okay. And we're going to jump down after that to verse 16. But verse 1 says, in the third month after the children of Israel had gone out of the land. All right, so this is Three months later, or not three months, this is um, 50 days after the Passover. So it's the third month on the same day. So when you see that on the third month on the same day, that phrase right there, same day, it means third day. So if okay. it's the third month, same day, they're mirroring the day to the month. Okay. So it's the third month and the third day. Now... This is important. The understanding is that they came to Sinai on the third day of the third month, three days later, which is the sixth of Sivan. (laughs) That's that's literally the day of Pentecost, okay? Yeah. God came down upon Mount Sinai, and that was the day that God gave them the Torah. Right. So let me illustrate this. So we're, we're going back a little bit right here. The Israelites have come through the Red Sea. God's delivered them, that whole thing. They're now at the foot of Mount Sinai. It's the third month, the same day. It's three days later. It's the sixth of Sivan. God speaks to Moses, and he says, bring all of the people to the foot of this mountain, for I want to make them a nation of priests. It's plural right there. Right. Every person, I want to make them priests today. Wow. It's ha-kohanim. It's the plural form of um, of priest, it is multiple yeah. priests. So God tells them to consecrate themselves, uh, for the next three days. So they do. The, the ambition here is on this day, the sixth of Sivan, the day of Pentecost, God says, I want to make all of you a bunch of priests. Well, wow. Now look at verse 16. Watch what happens on that day. Okay. It's a coronation. It's a it's an inauguration. I want to make all of you priests today. You're going to be a royal priesthood. Oh, you said You're, Exodus 19.
0: Verse 16.
1: Okay. Sorry, let me. We're going to read 16 through 20. Okay. So it says, Then it came to pass on the third day, that's the sixth of Sivan, or, a.k.a. Yeah. the day of Pentecost, in the morning that there were thunders, and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of the trumpet was very loud so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by a voice. Then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up on this day. Fire falls on a mountain. It's the day God makes wants to make everyone a priest. Now the English translation says all the people witnessed the thunderings. Yeah. Now any Jewish scholar reading that word thunder. It's the Hebrew word. "kulot." That word is now I'm I can hear I can hear any scholar listening to this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tread lightly here, but also be very direct. The word kulot is also used for languages. Yeah. Okay? It can be translated as sound, it can be translated as languages. So I understand context, the term the meaning. Now, obviously I can see how the translators got the word thunderings. They're not reading this with an apostolic hermeneutic. They're not looking at this through the lens of Acts 2. Right. But this is the 6th of Sivan. It's the day of Pentecost. And the Hebrew word thunders is kolot, which is languages. And Jewish scholars believe that the people actually saw the voice of God coming out of the mountain in tongues of fire.
0: They, they, they believe they actually saw the voice?
1: Yes. So wow. that's... That's why it's a hard translation. How do you translate seeing voices? Yeah. But bear in mind that that word thunderings is also the same word in Genesis that was used when they heard the sound of God blowing in the cool of the day. Yeah. The word sound there, it's the same Hebrew word right here. The voice of God blowing in the wind. So these scholars, these Jewish scholars interpret this as the Jewish people saw the voice of God coming down on the mountain in tongues of fire. The mixed multitude that came out of Egypt saw the tongues of fire and heard the one voice of God speak in their different language so they could understand his words. Since it's strange to see voices, the phrase was translated as thunderings and lightnings. Wow. The voices sounded like thundering and it appeared as fire. Now I want to I want to nail this down, though. So pull up for me Psalm 29, 7. Okay. 29. Uh, let's look at verse 3 through 7, actually. Psalm 29. The psalmists are going to confirm what we're reading about here uh, in Exodus 19. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. Now, fun fact, that word thunders is not the same Hebrew word that we just read it's a different word okay you see how see how complicated it can get thunders right here is a uh different hebrew word than kolot it is not kul. it's hirim it's a different word so you wow. can see how the word thunder in exodus 19 could be translated as yeah. voices yeah because hirim it can be used as thunders wow so anyway The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. (laughs) The psalmist right here is saying when the voice of the Lord goes forth, it divides like flames of fire. Wow. So you can see their, their theology of the voice of God. Now, it's it's going to get more and more pointed than this. The writer of the book of Hebrews is going to refer to this moment in history as well. So in Hebrews 12, uh, 18 through 19, listen to what the new covenant author says. Or second covenant, I prefer. Hebrews 12, 18 and 19 For you have not come to the mountain, he's talking about Exodus 19 right here, that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words. Wow. Do you see that? The voice of words. (laughs) So that those who heard it begged that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. The voice scared them to death. Yeah. That voice coming down and splitting the fire. Made them tremble. I mean, if I could see a voice, that
0: would scare me, too.
1: Yeah, could you imagine looking at a mountain just set ablaze and then the voice of God bursting forth out of the flame?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, right here, though, in in our Bible, this uh, scholar of Hebrews who's writing here, he talks about that mountain. He said there was voices coming forth from it. Wow. It gets more pointed, though. So... After God gave, uh, these holy words, we read in Exodus 20, pull up Exodus 20, verse 18 and 20 says, now all the people witnessed the thunderings again, same word, kulot. Wow. The lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, hear this real close. This is going to be important. You speak with us and we will hear but let not god speak with us lest we die and moses said to the people do not fear for god has come to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin i mean so, they
0: were scared huh
1: bro yeah i mean it's it says it in psalm uh, 29 it says in the the cedars will break when the voice of god comes forth so what can a mere mortal do yeah but instead of becoming a nation of priests Because of their fear of the voice, they said, Moses, you go do it. We'd rather be a nation with a priest. Wow. (laughs) And they, they didn't get it. Yeah. God, so this is really important, and this is kind of a side topic, but God calls the tribe of Levi to be the priesthood. Yeah. And every year the priests were going through the tabernacle, sacrificing the lamb. So imagine the tabernacle in the midst of Israel and the priests doing all this holy work every year. They were a movie in front of them. Like guys, watch us. This is what you should have been doing. Like, and God makes an addendum. He's like, Hey, if anybody wants to do this, you can go be a Nazarite. You can go act like a priest. Right. You know, it's like you're watching Ninja Turtles and you want to go be a Ninja Turtle. You want to learn karate and all that stuff. The priesthood's design was to be in the midst of the camp. And when you watch us, our lives should demonstrate to you a desire to go and do this. And if they wanted to do it, they would take upon themselves the Nazarite vow. we acting like priests, but they missed it. They missed their Pentecost. Guess what they did instead of, of becoming priests? Instead of becoming a nation of priests, they said we would rather be a nation with a priest. While Moses was on that mountain, they this is the funniest scripture to me. They took their gold off, their earrings, and they threw it into the fire. And when they came yeah. down and asked Aaron, Aaron was like, I don't know, man. We like, threw our gold into this fire and out popped this, this calf. Like, we, we don't know what happened. <laughs> like, like, that would never fly, Aaron. What were you thinking, bro? He's like, we threw our gold in and out came this calf. But listen to the penalty, the penalty for bowing down to that calf instead of becoming a nation of priests, instead of, instead of making God the one true God, theirs, and bowing down to the image of a calf, 3,000 people died.
0: Oh, my.
1: Yeah. I mean, bells should be going off if you've ever read the book of Acts. Yeah. On the yeah. day of Pentecost... They didn't become a nation of priests. They bowed down to a calf of their creation instead, and the penalty is 3,000 deaths. So that's in Exodus thirty-two twenty-eight. if you want to go look it up. The first Man. Pentecost was at Mount Sinai when God wrote his words on tablets of stone. That's when we get the Ten, 10 Commandments. Moses come down. He sees them bowing down to the, the graven image. Aaron's like, out came this bull. We don't know what happened. And Moses like cracks the tablets. This was the first Pentecost and it was at Mount Sinai. Yet the Lord promised there would be a time in the distant future when he's going to do this again. So I, I, all of that's important because remember we set this all up with what do we do when we're in exile and we don't have a temple anymore? We don't wave the the bread. Well, that happened. So around the second, Uh, second temple Judaism second temple period when they were uh, before second temple Judaism but when they were in exile since they didn't have any bread to weigh they had no fields they would retell this story every year at Pentecost every sixth of Sivan they would retell Exodus 19 Daddies would gather their kids in the living room. It's, they're, re-act, they're reenacting it. They're reciting it. They're, it's a movie. The, the parents were, were telling bedtime stories on the Six of Savannah. they said it was on this day that languages burst forth in flame on, on that mountain. And we were too scared to get it. we missed our Pentecost. And we, instead of becoming a nation of priests, we decided to become a nation with a priest. And that was we missed it. We missed the, the law, we missed all of it. We bowed down to our own creation. Every year, they would repeat this story during Pentecost. It got added to their tradition.
0: So they would just, so just every year, they would sit around their house, and they'd recite this. That's crazy.
1: On the day of Pentecost, they would tell this the story. On the day of
0: Pentecost, and they're going through this story and say, look, how, how crazy were we? We did this. To this day. We can't day. do that again. To this day. They still do it to this day.
1: Yeah. To this day, they are retelling the Exodus 19 story in their faith tradition. Wow. So God promises that he's going to do it again. Listen to what he tells the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 through 34. Okay, Jeremiah. They missed it, but they're going to get the movies going to come back. So look at Exodus 19 as episode one of Pentecost. Yeah. Episode two is going to season two. Let's look at it. Season one of Pentecost season two is coming. All right. So this is a, this is a movie trailer right here. Let's look at it. This is God telling the prophet like, Hey, you know, season one, that episode that, you know, everybody kind of missed and didn't quite get it. Well, season two is coming. I want you to go and show everybody this trailer of of season two that's coming. (laughs) Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant, which they broke though. I was a husband to them, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law. We're not doing on tablets. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God. They shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will, here this is important, because this is what happens, this is what's going to happen in season two. I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. So, man, that's a good movie trailer, like, We can't wait for the new Pentecost episode to come out. Like season two is coming. We're going to have to wait. How long again, Lord? Well. Yeah. Almost 2,000 years. Yeah. So this is a long movie trailer. The people would come to Jerusalem each year celebrating Pentecost, hoping that God would fulfill his word that he told Jeremiah. They was hoping. Is this going to be the year where he writes his law upon our hearts? And for 1500 years, they went home disappointed, but God is faithful to keep his word in his own appointed time. God would come down, not on Mount Sinai, but on people. He said, y'all are going to be the mountain now. Wow. So check out how Jesus fulfilled this. Let's get into that. Let's go to season two now. Yeah. Now that we have the background, we have the history, we're kind of in the the headspace of the Jewish community, let's look at how Jesus fulfilled this mikra of Pentecost. When Jesus was glorified and exalted to the throne, he then sent his own spirit back to his disciples on the day of Pentecost. This was the fulfillment, the, the spiritual reality of what God promised through the prophets. Instead of giving them the Torah on stone tablets, the word of God was given to them on their hearts. In fact, Ezekiel proves this Ezekiel thirty six, twenty two. the prophets are like movie trailers. Listen to what the prophet Ezekiel says about this day that's coming. Ezekiel 36, therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations, wherever you went. Now, I wish we had time to go into that. Their whole calling was to be a light to the nations. And they were not doing that i yeah. will sanctify my great name so he's telling he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you all a name and that name's gonna be sanctified above everyone else well wow. i will sanctify my great name which has been profaned among the nations which you have profaned in their midst and the nations shall know that i am the lord says the lord god when i am hallowed in you before their eyes for i will take you from among the nations Gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle you clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. You will keep my judgments and you will do them. Wow. So... We got two movie trailers right now. There's more movie trailers, but like those are two of them. So this this movie's gonna be good. Let's 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 grab some popcorn. Let's wait for this movie to to premiere. Yeah. So remember, this was an episode the Jews had been watching for centuries. Yeah. Every year on the fiftieth day after first fruits, this is not a new revelation for them. So Jesus spoke of Himself as the fulfillment of this feast with these words in John chapter 12 John 12:23 12, okay. and 24 we're going to do a lot of scripture in this because it's not yeah, you're backing it up it's not just pentecostal theology this is biblical this theology this is but Jesus answered them saying the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified most assuredly I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain. Jesus was the first fruit. He was right. the seed. But when he sprouted up 50 days later, we're looking for more seed. We're looking for a harvest. Right. So Jesus is fulfilling two um the there, first fruits and Pentecost in that one passage. <laughs> he was talking about himself as the human grain of wheat who would die for the sins of the world. And since he never sinned, According to Revelation 118, death couldn't hold him. Why? Because of his perfect life. Jesus was resurrected as the first fruits from the dead. It was exactly 50 days from Jesus's resurrection to the day when he sent his spirit upon his disciples. (laughs) We are the harvest.
0: We're the harvest.
1: Yeah. Because of his resurrection, we can now become a harvest. The day of Pentecost did not originate with Christianity and it was not some new revelation that came about in the 1900s on Azusa Street. This episode was filmed in Exodus 19. Yeah. Season 1 was has been long played. Acts right. 2 was season 2. Wow. And guess what we're moving forwards to right now? The grand finale. We're we're going, we're moving right now here in 2023. We are marching towards the season finale of Pentecost. We are still right now. We're the next three that we're going to discuss the tabernacles that hasn't happened yet. Passover happened. Yeah. Unleavened bread. It's, it's in the past, right? Jesus has already died. He became the bread without leaven. He already resurrected. He's the first fruits. We're still in summer.
0: Wow, 2023.
1: We're still in the Acts two time. It was called yeah. in Hebrew the Long Summer. All you do is you reap the harvest after Pentecost. After that day was done, you go back to your fields and you work. We're still in that. <laughs> Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a sneak preview of the next episode. Trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting on yeah. a trumpet. That's that's it. We're waiting
0: on the trumpet. The next one. So would be during, good. The, <laughs> so so during this time, like, so, we're living in uh, Pentecost. Yeah. So we're supposed to be working and laboring in the field. That's right. Which is what <laughs> we're supposed to be finding people and making disciples. That's exactly right. And telling the good news of Jesus. That's wow. exactly right. That's what we're. That's why that's we're all we're we all feel this, this calling. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this is all, we all about.
1: We're supposed to be. Uh, Oh, my word. To be Pentecostal.
0: You're supposed to, yeah. An apostolic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I am. Apostolic Apostolo. is sent one. Yeah. And we go with this message like it's harvest time. We're, it's harvest time. We're reaping a harvest. That's what we're doing. That's what we're called to do. Now, many more things. That's not the only thing we're called to do, but that's right. that's where it started. Yeah. So Wow. Yeah. So could you imagine, dude? Could you imagine this? You've got daddy sitting in their living room telling their kids the story because this has been since second temple Judaism, uh, second temple period Judaism, where they're telling their kids about Exodus 19. And they're like, hey, kids, come in. This is the day right here. We're going to commemorate it. Come in. I want to tell daddy wants to tell you an episode. This is the day where we were supposed to be a nation of priests and we missed it. We, we decided to become a nation with a priest instead of. You know, we didn't get the law written on our hearts. And Jeremiah said that that's going to happen. So we're waiting any day now, maybe today, maybe this will be the Pentecost where the law will be written on our hearts. But yeah. on this day, you know, honey, close your ears. Don't, I don't want you to freak out because this is the part of the movie where it's going to get a little vul- get a little, uh, little vivid. Three thousand people yeah. died because we bowed down to a calf. And wow. then all of a sudden, could you imagine hearing it <laughs> in an upper room? people just speaking in their native tongues and everybody every husband and every mom that was telling the the Mikara of pentecost opens the door and like what is that sound and they start walking down the street and they find themselves following the sound and there's an upper room and they're looking and they're seeing 120 people speaking in tongues and they're just like what is this are you guys drunk what in the world right and then peter quotes a movie trailer yeah, <laughs> They are not drunk as you suppose, but this is yeah. that movie trailer, Joel 228.
0: That y'all are probably talking about right
1: now in your house. That's right. This is what, what we've been waiting on for 1500 years is here. And then instead of 3000 deaths, 3000 <laughs> people. people died to sin. And they were filled with the spirit, and the law was written on their hearts. Bro. And like, they were made a new heart. This new was happening. Yeah. This this isn't conjecture. This was part of their custom. They were doing this the day cloven tongues like as a fire. That was the point. They're reciting the movie. We can't forget that this is the movie. This is the trailer of season two. They're keeping it in front of their kids. We're looking for it. Maybe today's the day. And that day in Acts 2 was the day. And their hearts were pricked when they heard the gospel. The gospel was, Jesus has died for us. This one whom you crucified, he is the Messiah. You killed him. Their hearts were pricked. And they said, what do we need to do? He said, you need to die. (laughs) How do we die? Repent. And we'll bury you. (laughs) We'll baptize you. We'll, we'll, we'll bury that dead body. No more deaths. Not like Exodus 19, new deaths die to your sins. We'll bury you like Jesus was buried. And as he resurrected out of that tomb, we believe you'll resurrect out of that water. (laughs) And when they came out of that water, 3000 people added to the church. Wow, man. Like you just, when I studied this and I was doubting everything, Bro, it was nailed down. Never going to move it again. It, it's, it's finished. Luke yeah. tells us the story in Luke 24, 44 through 53. Luke is going to be that historian who's going to go and inquire of the apostles and really get the story to tell Theophilus. And this is what he says. Now He's trying to convince somebody. So he's got to get all his details together. Verse 44. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written. And thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. There it is. The Remember, you have been doing a terrible job representing my name to the nations. <laughs> I'm going to move right on inside of you so that you will reach the nations. Go and be yeah. like me. Go and speak to the Samaritan. Be like me and look at a centurion and say, great is your faith. Verse 48, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I'm going to send the promise of my father upon you tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued that word endued it's clothed, it's clothed. You've been naked since the garden and I'm going to put some clothes back on. You're coming home today. Well, you're going to come home in at this point in 10 days. Yeah. You're going to be clothed with power from on high. No longer will you be naked and ashamed. I've reversed the curse through my death. Now I'm going to bring you home through the indwelling of my spirit. Y'all are coming home. My sons and daughters are going to be in the garden with me today. So it's just, it's there, bro. Yeah. It's, it's there. So later in the book of Acts, Luke recalls the conversation Jesus had with the disciples. And he wrote in Acts chapter one, verse four through eight and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. But to wait, if it's not a big deal, then why did he command them not? to Yeah. You know, every word is important if you're going to do true exegesis. Right. He Commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, and it's not for you to know times or seasons, which the father has put in his own authority. But here's what I can tell you. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and it's going to give you the ability. That's what he's talking about to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We're going to reach those Gentiles because if you watch the trailer of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, you know that that's what this is all about. I'm bringing you to the garden. But when you get there with me, I'm sending you back out to the wilderness to bring my sons and daughters home back into the garden. Preach them this message. But then he records the glorious day in Acts 2, 1 through 8. This is the passage that your Bible quizzers are going to know. A lot of your your children within Pentecost are going to know this. Here it is. When the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound there it is a sound yeah. from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them we're the mountain now remember god yeah. god's heavenly uh, Eden was on top of the mountains. So if fire's falling on us, we must be the new Eden. This is the Rembrandt where all the colors of every First Testament passage is coming mashed together into one vivid picture. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So it says, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men. And they were from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. They said, uh, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born from Luke's account? We see the marvelous timing of God. Thousands of Jews had come to Jerusalem to rewatch the episode of Pentecost from season one. Little did they know. They were going to be extras on the set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were there the day season two was going live. They were, they were in the premiere, and they had no idea that they would make history. Instead of rushing to the foot of Mount Sinai, the crowds rushed to the foot of Mount Zion there in Jerusalem. Yeah. And they heard the sound As they approach, they hear the disciples worshiping God in the various languages represented by the Jews' homeland. As their ancestors had experienced at Mount Sinai, the people saw and heard tongues of fire. The crowds thought the disciples were drunk, to which Peter notes, it's going to, this is that. Come on, guys, you've seen the the movie trailers, come on. We've been waiting on this movie. They're not drunk as you suppose, but this is that. And he quotes Joel two twenty eight. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I want to stop right there. The word prophesy is the Hebrew word naba, which means wow. to cause to bubble up.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what prophesy means in Hebrew. It's not. They're going to naba. Something's going to start bubbling up within them, and they're going to speak. That's what wow. it means to bubble up to a sound. Bro. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also my maid servants, my men servants, and my maid servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days. In those days. Yes. He's like, guys, wow. this is just a trailer. It's coming. Peter then stood up and he preached that bold sermon because remember, the spirit was given. To give us power to witness. This is the same dude. Right? Yeah. Same guy who denied Jesus three times. Wow. What's different between the Peter that stands up in front of thousands and he's like, you killed our Savior. And you're like, bro, 50 days ago you were hiding from the Jews for fear. What happened to you? How in the world do you have such boldness to tell these people?
0: He received I'm, power through the Holy Ghost.
1: He's, he's already spirit-filled. He got, he was 120.
0: He's a new spirit.
1: You wow. want to know the proof of the indwelling spirit? Look at Peter on Pentecost. The coward yeah. 50 days ago is now preaching with boldness. And this one whom you crucified has become both Lord and Savior. What must we do? Doesn't shy from it. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he's not shying away from it. Something has come over Peter to where he has boldness. He's convinced of it. The Spirit has led him into truth. He has apostolic authority. Something has happened to him. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit was taking place on the very day that the Jews were going to be waving two loaves of bread. I don't like to dive off into this and just find something in everything, but it is interesting. I wonder if the two loaves of bread was to represent the Jews and the Gentiles. Don't want to make something out of nothing, but... (laughs) It was two loaves of bread. Right. The Jews are going to get it, and then the Gentiles are going to get it. But listen to what Peter says, bro. Because remember, in Exodus 19, season one of the Pentecost movie, they were supposed to become a nation of priests. Yeah. So listen to what Peter tells them. Peter knows this. Peter's been doing this since he was a kid. He's heard yeah. the story a thousand times. This has been on repeat. He's seen the reruns. He says the promise is to you, to your children, to all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Don't don't miss this today, guys. We missed it once. Yeah. This don't miss your Pentecost. Don't become don't just let us be Moses. Don't let us become the priests by ourselves. Don't, don't fear the voice and be like, you know what? I'm just, you speak to God for us, Peter. He's like, no, 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 no. Peter's the one who preached that we're, we are a royal priesthood. Yeah. Peter, that's Peter's message. Peter preached guys. Don't you know that we're the priesthood now? Don't miss your Pentecost. This promises to you, to your children. It's not just for Moses. This is for everybody at the foot of Mount Zion today. Don't miss your Pentecost. We've done it once. We cannot do it again. This was all taking place in uh, or this passage where he says this is going to go to those who are far off. Now we've got to get to the Gentiles. So this passage that he preaches here to those that are far off happens in a little coastal town off of Caesarea. Fun little Little thing here, and we'll do some of these later in the future, the juxtaposition. Yeah. You remember um, Jonah. Jonah was at Joppa when the Lord told him to go and preach to Nineveh. The Ninevites were Gentiles. The word Gentile is the Hebrew word goyim. It just means nations. That's all that means. Gentile is just nations. And God tells Jonah, while at Joppa, I want you to go preach to the, the nations. And as we know, Jonah wasn't happy about it. And now we have a man who is a son of Jonah, Peter. And guess where he's at in the book of Acts? He's at Joppa in prayer. <laughs> and in prayer, while in Joppa, the Lord gives him a vision of a sheep being let down with all kind of unclean animals. And he says, rise, eat. And Peter, being the devout Jew, he's like, oh, nothing unclean has ever touched my mouth. And the Lord rebukes him and says, don't you dare call anything that I made unclean. He's speaking to him about preaching at a little town in Caesarea. Wow. And when he goes, there's a guy there who's been praying named Cornelius. He was seeking God with all his heart. And Peter becomes a better Jonah because Peter's got the indwelling spirit. This angel speaks to him in a vision, instructing him to send for Peter, who would come and preach to him and his friends, which Peter does. Peter has already said on Pentecost, this promises to those who are far off. He's got power to live that out now, even though he doesn't want to based off of his Jewish prejudice. But now he's got the power to be a witness. He rises up and he goes. And in verse 44 of Acts 10, it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter. The Jews, basically, The, the Jews who came with Peter, they were astonished because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized or should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have Right here, I don't know why it's such a debate. I really don't. Because right here, he likens those who are speaking in tongues to, he says, look, they're receiving the spirit just like we did. He's connecting the receiving of the spirit to the act that just took place, which is speaking in tongues. And Peter's referencing speaking in tongues as receiving the spirit. Right. He said, can any of us forbid them water? that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? It's direct connection. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Come now. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Later when Peter shared what happened at that meeting with his fellow Jewish believers, listen to what he says in Acts 11, verse 15 through 16. Peter's retelling this particular instance, uh, the Cornelius, the Cornelius revival, see verse 15. And as I began to speak, he's retelling right here. The Holy spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning, (laughs) which is upper room. What happened to us happened to them. He says in verse 16, right. then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John, indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, if therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? Wow. This is Pentecost.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It... Bro, it, it didn't just happen first in Acts. This happened in Exodus 19. Yeah. And it was a tongue in Exodus 19. Yeah. Yes. And they were retelling that. Bro, in Israel right Story. now, they're still telling that.
0: And what's amazing to me, too, is the the words, like the fire, and it fell down like fire. And it's just like... So much symbolism, and it just i don't understand I don't understand how they don't see it, so they're no. still having their Macraw moments and telling this story about what they did,
1: yep and they they man hmm. they're still i don't get still it. telling this there's prophecy to that uh that in fact, I believe it's in Romans, it says that they shall be veiled until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. So there's there's a revelation they're just not they're not getting right now. Yeah, God is reaching the Gentiles. He's reaching me and us, me and you. He is. Yeah. He's, you know, this is the harvest. Yeah, this is the harvest. This is exactly what I was about to say. That we're supposed to go out now. There's an interesting passage in Numbers where God tells Moses, "I want to." Um, it's not good that you're doing all this by yourself. I want to take a piece of your spirit and I want to put it upon 70 elders, he tells him. So he wow. does. And when he takes a piece of Moses' spirit and puts it on the 70 elders, they start prophesying. They start nadaving, bubbling up until words came out. All of a sudden, two random guys start prophesying in the camp of Israel. And I believe it was Joshua and Caleb. They go out and they see this and they come back to Moses and they said, hey, man, this thing's breaking out. It's not just on the 70. There's two random guys. What do you want us to do with them? Moses says, let them alone. I would that all God's people would Nadab. (laughs) 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 Well, Moses, it's happening.
0: It's happening.
1: Started in Acts 2 and we're still in the harvest. Wow.
0: We're still in the harvest as the
1: wind hit those those gleanings of people the the stalks of the 120 the gleanings came off it's, it's like those little i don't know what they're called but those things you blow on and the little things start flying off my kids love them yeah, yeah i don't remember yeah. what they're called but when they wherever they land it plants more when that wind started blowing in that upper room it started blowing against the harvests of the apostles in the 120 and it started falling on the 3000 and the wind's still blowing. Jesus, when uh, Nicodemus asked, he said, you know, I don't understand the spirit stuff. And he says, well, look at the wind. Do you know where it's coming from, where it's going? He's like, you, the only way you know it is by the sound. So it is of everyone who was born again of the spirit. Jesus himself likened to be born being born again of the spirit with a sound. Jesus did. Yeah. And a lot of people, when you get so that's John three five when you get to John three sixteen, whosoever believeth on me shall be saved. you know that he wasn't saying, just believe that I am a real person. He was saying, "Believe on my message, I just told you how to be born of the spirit, like eleven verses ago. <laughs> it's in the same chapter John three yeah. five is connected to john three sixteen John three sixteen is the the summary of it all. He's like, whoever believes on me, it's, it's more than just a, you know, I just believe it and that's it. I've got it. Jesus said, when you're born of the spirit, there's a sound that accompanies it. He's the one who said that, not me. I don't, I don't get to pick and choose. That's here's what, what we have to be aware of though. is Jesus said, this wind goes where it wants. You can't harness that wind. Yeah. You can block the wind, but it's just going to move around and go somewhere else. You can't stop the wind. You can fan the wind. Wow. So I can participate with it. I can work against it. Either way, the wind's going to go somewhere, even if I'm working against it. The wind <laughs> goes where it wants. And the wind, bro, it's blowing across the United States right now. It's blowing into nominal churches, non-denominal churches. Yeah, People of, of yeah. other faiths are, are the winds blowing. It is blowing right Right. now, and nobody can stop it.
0: I love it. Man. Wow. Yep, that's... What a great episode. That's Pentecost, bro. Um,
1: It's there. You're just not going to... I mean...
0: You're not going to... What I do want to say is, um, obviously, thank you so much, AJ, for studying this out. And um, after going through such a hard, devastating moment in your life you're studying this out to solidify your faith and now i can say this and probably speak for a lot of people is thank you for now helping us solidify our faith by through your study and and in your uh your works on this podcast oh man um i mean i i believe this i do but when you put it in the perspective that you the way that you're doing it it just brings it to a different level and it makes uh i'm in love with the bible but this puts it into another put it into another love, a deeper love yeah. of the Bible and how perfect it is and how beautiful it is. I know we say that probably on every episode, but at the end of every episode, I'm like, my word, it's just so blatant and it's so, it's amazing how it just lines up perfectly. And so I just want to say thank you so much oh, for studying this out and taking time and and to, to, to concrete your faith. Now you're helping others. Um, so right now we are still in Pentecost. And yep the harvest is there we got to go and spread the good news of jesus i don't want to be like well i mean i just don't want to be that that christian that just tells these cute bible stories in my home but don't don't actually live it out even when the truth is right there in front of me and so um i i just want to keep pursuing it and, and 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 see what truth is and uh
1: pursue that that's bro that's beautifully put in that sparks something in my my mind that I would like to say is Micra okay. is not it's not just over. Everyone who's right. ever been filled with the spirit watched the movie and became a part of the movie. They were like movie in 3D. They put on the 3D glasses and entered the movie when they spoke with other tongues. Go and tell somebody that. Go yeah, and cry that. Sit somebody down and be like Man, let me tell you what happened to me. August 25th, 2005, I was filled with the Holy Ghost in a little bitty town church of 45 people as a little boy. Yeah. My grandmother praying over and, me. Oh, yeah.
0: And and that's what they did. When they received the Holy Ghost, when they received his spirit, man, they went and went to town yep. to town. They said, I can't, tell you, can't wait to tell you about what happened to me. It has happened. Yep. It has happened. Day of Pentecost has actually happened. We got to. So we have to get in that in our spirit yeah, as well. It's harvest time. This is an exciting time to live. This is a harvest That's right. time. We're still in the harvest. This is this is the most exciting time yes. to live.
1: We tell about his death. Man,
0: we got to go. We tell
1: about how he died for us. He's removed our sin, our guilt, our shame. There was no leaven in him. But then we tell him the next episode. Yes. Like, Don't stop there, though. He didn't buy a tomb because he wasn't going to stay there. He paid the ultimate price for us because this is where he's going to live. He moved inside of us through the indwelling spirit. That's why he didn't buy no tomb.
0: (laughs) That is so beautiful. And now, just to tag on to our next episode, we're waiting for trumpets. Is our next episode trumpets? Yep. That is. So, man, so we're living in Pentecost. Now we're ready for the trumpets and uh so wow thank you aj for this amazing episode oh, this is great um and so if you're listening watching whatever you're doing if you do us a favor please like subscribe comment i know i say that every time it really does help us um and thank you so much for uh, thank you to our amazing audience for listening and um the macraw community we love y'all if you if you're new to this um please reach out to us I always say this, direct message us, if you're inter- more interested in the Holy Spirit and receiving the Holy Ghost, please, again, reach out to us, and we can we can connect you with yeah. some people if it's not us.
1: That's right, yeah. Hey, Jay, you
0: got anything you want to say?
1: No, um, get, get y'all's minds wrapped around right now this time of year, and obviously this is live, we are in October. This uh, whenever you listen mm. to this in the future, it won't may not be October, but right now we are in the time of what's coming up next in the next episode, Tabernacles. It starts off with trumpets first, Feast of Booth, and then Tabernacles. It's this time of year here in October. Yes, in fact, that's awesome.
0: I didn't realize that. That makes me even more I'll excited. Tell you what
1: is like devastating <laughs> is what's going on in Israel right now.
0: I was going to bring that up at the end. Yes, I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah, this. what's
1: going on happened during their, they were McRine, Sukkot. They were celebrating no fest, the festival of tabernacles when the war started. It, the enemy didn't just hit them, they hit them low because they strategically targeted them at this time of year.
0: So they, so they knew what was going on. Oh, yes,
1: this was the time where Israel is celebrating the presence of God. So Hamas coming in and saying Allah is the great, it is a, it is a, and then, you know, it's a slap in the face. It's, it's a, it's a low ball Mm. and there's a lot, a lot going on. We won't get off into the politics of it all. I, you know, my heart breaks for, you know, those in, in Gaza, you know, as you're listening to this and you're praying, you know. I know we'd like to just pick the Jews. We, we, we always want our good guys and our bad guys. We want a neat and tidy little, little movie life, but that's just, you know, those Palestinian people in Gaza who are just trying to work jobs and they're in the middle of war too. pray for them. Pray for Israel. Pray for these innocent people being taken captive. Those that are losing their lives. Just we, as Christians, we pray for every being that has breath in their lungs. Right. We don't pick sides. That's
0: what Jesus. Yeah, we would don't do.
1: pick a side. We're not. Right. We don't pick Russia or Ukraine. We pick souls, and that's that's what we at McCraw really want to do here. We want to pray for every life involved. I, I'm praying for those that feel like they had no other option than to be a terrorist to drive into Israel and kill people. I pray for for them. I had no idea what you know their lifestyle, their upbringing was like. It just breaks my heart for everyone involved, but in this, uh, next episode, I think it's going to hit a little different just because of the time of year and what's currently going on over there.
0: Wow. I did not realize that. So everyone listening, please be in prayer for Israel, be in prayer for everyone that is involved in this. Like AJ said, um, we're not looking at people. We're looking at souls. I love, I love that. Um, so please be in prayer for everybody involved Obviously we want protection for Israel, but please, um, there's a lot of innocent people and people that don't even realize what they're doing, um, that are involved. So keep, keep everybody in prayer. Sin is ugly. Well, AJ, thank you. Sin, sin is very ugly. And so it is devastating what is happening. Um, but AJ, thank you for this, this episode, studying this out. Um, I know everyone appreciates it. And so. If you're listening again, we love the McCraw community. Any guests that are listening today, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. AJ, go read your Bibles. (laughs) Go read your Bibles.